for all, verse 21 now, for all seek their own, not the things which are what? Jesus Christ. Show me again in the TPT, the Passion Translation, so we can say it clearly. The Passion Translation. The Passion Translation, TPT. Quickly. TPT. Let's read loud. Everybody wants to go. For it seems as though everyone else is busy seeking what is best for themselves instead of the things that are most important to the Lord Jesus Christ. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? And the purpose of this retreat for us as a church miracle center and us as, as ministry groups of the Church of God Mission International is to direct our attention to these things. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? That as we enter in New Year 2024, what matters to you, what will matter to you are the things that concern who? Jesus Christ. That your priority, what will be most uppermost in your mind are not the things that bother concern you, but the things that are important to who? Jesus Christ. Somebody say amen. I think we read yesterday from the, from the Amplified Classic. Show me from the Amplified Classic. Somebody say hallelujah. Amplified Classic. He said, for, other, for the others all seek to advance their own interests, not those of who? Jesus Christ, the Messiah. Let's see it again in the ESV. 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 English Standard Version. Right? They all seek their own interests, but not those of who? Jesus Christ. Let's do NLT. New Living Translation. Ah, all the others care only for themselves and not for what matters to Jesus Christ. Somebody say amen. And the purpose of this retreat is a refocusing for us to begin to pay attention. If you understand the spirit with which the Archbishop has been speaking for the past few years, when you said focus on Christ, this is what she means. Focus on Christ. Focus on the things that matter to Christ. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? And we began to look at scriptures yesterday. We saw, we, we looked at how the order in God, the order in God is that, as a child of God, the order in God is that what is, what must be important to man is what is important to God. We saw saw from the book of Haggai how the people in Israel had abandoned the work of God and began to pay attention to their own houses. And God asked them, is it time for you to abandon the house of God and begin to focus on your own house? Am I making sense to you? And God, and the word of the Lord came through Haggai, the Lord's messenger, and the Lord says, I am with you. I am with you. And the Lord stirred up the spirit of the people and to to, to begin to build again the house of the Lord. Somebody say amen. I hope you know the house of God is not a building. The house of God is God's people. Somebody say hallelujah. We saw again also in um, different scriptures we saw yesterday uh, just giving us clarity about that. We saw how um, in, 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 in Matthew in, in, in Luke 11 Jesus teaching them to pray. He said when you pray say our father and then he said your kingdom come. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is done where? In heaven. Then after that he now said, give us this day what? So we see that the kingdom first before daily bread. 
That, what, what does that mean? That what is most important to God is the kingdom. Now, before you think God doesn't care about your needs, no. Remember what he said to the, to the Pharisees or the Jews. He said, seek ye first the kingdom of God. And what? His righteousness. And all these things shall be what? Added to you. Now, what he was simply saying was, if you have the kingdom, you have everything. If you have, and he said in Luke chapter 12, he said, for it's the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Child of God, we are in the kingdom now. And all things are, all things are ours. All things are yours. So now that all things are yours, why will you start seeking what is already yours? You understand what I'm trying to say to you? It's yours already. All things are yours. What to eat, what to wear, what to sleep is yours already. It's provided for. So it means, therefore, if all things are yours, your seeking should not be the things that are yours, but the things that matter to him. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? I showed you scriptures yesterday. Oh, the Bible says in, in, in Ephesians 1, verse 3, all spiritual blessings have been given to you. If, um, 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 if, um, 7 Corinthians 1, all promises are yours already. Um, Romans 8.32, all things have come have been given with Christ Jesus. Second Peter 1, all things that pertain to life and godliness given to you already. Somebody say amen. Glory to God. All things are yours already. You are in the kingdom now. You are in the kingdom now. Now, your attention is to seek him, the things that matter to him. Somebody say hallelujah. It's like a wife. The husband has provided everything for. Provided everything she ever needed. And then she abandons what pleases her. And he did that so she can live to please him. Huh? She has 50 billion in her account. She has everything, every car she needs to drive, everything available. But she, and the husband said, I've provided everything, just make sure I'm fine. And then she goes out in the morning and comes back in the night. Where you go? I go hustle. I go hustle. And I know saying that you give me, but I want, I want the one with the win and me go down by myself. Does that make sense to you? Somebody say, yeah, man. That's how you sound when you don't pay attention to the things you need. Let me show you a scripture I shared yesterday. 2 Corinthians 5 from verse 15. I says, and that he died for all that they which what? Live. Should henceforth not do what? Live unto themselves, but unto him who died for them and did what? Rose again. He died for us. So, we all were dead. I told you what that means. We all were dead in sin. We all were dead. Salvation is not God giving life to... Salvation is not God making bad people good. Salvation is God giving life to dead people. Somebody say amen. Because we all were dead in our sins. Dead in trespasses. But the Bible says, and even when we are dead in sins, yet hath he quickened us with Christ. For by grace you are saved. Somebody say amen. So we, we, we were all dead, but Christ died for us. And now, now, now by faith in him, we have life. So now we live, we no longer live to ourselves, but for him who gave himself for us. Somebody say amen. I showed you a scripture also. What did Paul say? Good. Philippians 121. For me to live is Christ and to what? To die is gain. For me to live is what? What does that mean? The life I live now. Galatians 2.20. I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ that what? 
The life I live in the flesh, how do I live it? How do I live it? I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Paul said, my life now is his. His life is in me. I live his life. Colossians 3. Colossians 3. For you are dead. And Christ is your life. I said, Christ is your life. What does that mean? We live for him. So we're, we're, we're entering a new year. And our focus is to say to ourselves that he has done everything he needs to do for us. Let us now pay attention to the things that please him. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? Let's live our lives for him. Let's live our lives to please him. To the things that matter to him. We're seeking the things of Christ. Somebody say amen. Paul said all men seek their own. All men. I wish Paul would wake up. No, I don't wish he can't wake up. But I was thinking this morning of how if John and Paul wake up and look at the way our churches today, all the, 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 what the activities are centered on, they will weep. They will cry. How, how far we have, dis, we have deviated. So if it's not about things and things that would benefit you, people are not interested. People are not interested. But we are that generation that will turn things around. That, will, that people that the things that matter to Christ is what will interest people again. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? There's work to do. There's work to do. And some people like Bishop will, will cry sometimes and wonder if what is the hope for the next generation? If what we if what is being passed to the next generation is what we are seeing now. What was given to us? I don't know if you saw Bishop when he came to church. What did he do? He knelt down. You saw that? Bishop has done that thing. I'm sure you have done it all your life. It was a practice. And when he did, when he does it all the time, my mind says, this man has done this thing all his life. I'm not saying she knew that when you come to church. I'm just showing you something about how values that were passed from generation to generation. Somebody say amen. And we wonder what are we giving, the, what are we giving to the next generation? Seeking the things of Christ. Somebody say amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Yesterday we saw Paul's, we saw Paul's testimony and examples of himself and Timothy, right? He spoke of himself in 2 Corinthians 11 of his, of the sacrifices he has made for the gospel. He spoke of, he spoke of his self-denial for the gospel. He spoke of his self-denial, the things that were his by right, but he did not take it because of the gospel. He showed us also, 7 Corinthians 12 also, of the, of the persecutions and the trouble, the perils, the, the hardship he faced just because of the cause of Christ. Somebody say amen. Glory to God. And, 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 and we began to pray yesterday that God, that thing that Paul saw, that thing that Paul heard, that produced that commitment in Paul, may we hear it and may we see it. Of course, we, of course, we know what it is. It's the revelation of the love of Christ. It's the revelation. So, as we step into a new year, the year of the supernatural, we're going to have a deeper, deeper, our roots will go deeper in the love of Christ. I was sharing the money prayer some weeks ago. The Bible says about the, about the remnant of Israel. They will take their roots downward and bear fruit upward. And when you look at scripture, Ephesians 3, how do we, where do we take root? That you be rooted and grounded in the love of God. So as you are rooted and grounded in God's love, you bear fruit upward. Somebody say amen. 
2024 is the year of growing deeper in your roots in the love of God. In the revelation of what God has done for us in Christ Jesus. Somebody say hallelujah. Glory to God. So let's enter to this teaching. 1 Corinthians 7, let's begin from there. Paul writes about marriage, so I want to start from that. 1 Corinthians 7, 25. 1 Corinthians 7 from verse 25. Say, now concerning virgins, I have no other commandment. I have no commandment from the Lord. Yet I give judgment as one whom the Lord is in his mercy has made trustworthy. I suppose, therefore, that this is good because of the present distress. That it is good for a man to remain as he is. Are you bound to a wife? Do not seek to be loosed. Are you loose from a wife? Do not seek a wife. Come on, Paul. <laughs> but even if you do marry, you have not seen. Huh? And if a virgin marries, she has not sinned. Nevertheless, such will have trouble in the flesh. But I will spare you. Or leave the trouble alone. We like the trouble. Leave it. 29. But this I say, brethren, the time is short on the line that. So that from now on, even those who have wives should be as though they had none. Those who weep, as though they did not weep. Those who rejoice, as though they did not rejoice. Those who buy, as though they did not possess. And those who use this world, as not misusing it, for the form of this world is what? Passing away. But I want you to be without care. He who is unmarried cares for the things of the Lord. How he may please the Lord. But he who is married cares about the things of the world. How he may please his wife. There is a difference between a wife and a virgin. Your married woman cares about the things of the Lord. Is that true, single sisters? That she may be holy both in body and in spirit. But she who is married cares about the things of the world. How she may please her husband. Somebody say amen. Now, Paul writes in the, in the scripture about marriage. Um, the questions he was asked by the Corinthian church about remarriage and marriage and all of that. I began to say things like, I, I would just rather you all remain single. Because the time is short. There's work to do. But anyway, if you're married, it's not a problem. You have not seen. But even if you're married, don't let marriage distract you. Am I making sense to you? Now, he didn't just stop on marriage. He said, if you rejoice, as one who doesn't rejoice. If you weep, as one who doesn't weep. If you um, buy, as one who doesn't possess. What was Paul saying? That there is nothing in this world that should distract you from the cause of Christ. Am I making sense to anybody? So let me say this loud. Let me say this loud. I don't think in the early church, unmarried people were regarded as less blessed. You did what I just said. In the early church, unmarried people and people that didn't have possessions were not regarded as second-class Christians. There was no program organized for to deliver them from marriage problem. Rather, they were commended for not being... Oh, not for not. Rather, they were encouraged to stay that way because they don't have a... Pro- person you that's married is the one that has problem. 
Now, now you see the you see the deviation that we organize programs today. And when people from marriage will say, your the reproach is gone. Who told you they have reproach? Who told you? So all those prayer points and things we bring in cause the distraction. Who told you that somebody is not married is reproach? Who said that? Who said that? Now I'm using that to draw you to other things. That in 2024, what matters to us is what matters to Christ. So even if we have things, we don't let things have us. You what I'm trying to say to you? Even if we have things, we don't let things distract us from the assignment, from the cause of Christ. Those who were not married were not regarded as unfortunate. So you, so you have a prayer meeting for them to free them from the reproach of the enemy. You start singing funny songs like, carry me, they go. Tell them to wear white to church. Wear, your wed- wear white wedding. What rubbish is that? Wake up in the night and wear wedding gown and be dancing as a prophetic sign of what? That's, that's almost witchcraft. We have, we have turned, listen to me, listen to me, this is a prophetic call. This is a prophetic call. God is calling us now to seek the things of who? Christ. Material possessions don't define you. You are married, fine, God bless you. You are not married, fantastic. You have children, praise the Lord. I don't have, praise the Lord. There's no reproach in your life. It's those things, Pastor Suru, that distract us from the assignment. You have a big company. You are blessed financially. Praise God for you. You are not blessed financially. Thank God for you. Your, 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 your provision is not tied to what you have. Are you following what I'm trying to say to you? This is Church of God on a mission. Say Church of God on a mission. I have the authority to speak to you at so many levels. So many levels. So many levels. This is church of God on a mission. And we must get back on that mission. Am I making sense to you? And all the things that distract us. You know, Bishop, I was telling the young people yesterday, SCYF and Pastor Phil, I was telling them yesterday, most of the churches we have today were started by people like you. Bishop, you and your friends, when you were young as SOC, planted the churches we have today that we call zones and bishoprics today. You planted it. So it's the next, it's the time now to plant the churches for the next generation. Am I making sense to you? Bishop planted it. Bishop and Felix Mobody and his team planted the churches we have today. Where's the Reverend Asadabu? I can see you. Come and sit down here, Bishop. These are the people that planted the churches we have today. That we have bishoprics and zones. They did. Now it's time, Pastor Phil and Pastor Miracle, to do it now. Let's open the churches. So I say, see my hand. <laughs> Somebody say, Amen. Glory to God. Now, when, when as a church or as churches, all our programs are centered on need, how will people raise their head up? Jesus said, our heads, he said, he said in, in John 4, lift up your heads. Look, see. The harvest, but needs make our heads bow down. 
God just, I just read that for you very important because many times we allow the things we don't have. We think that that is, no, I just showed you everything you need has been given to you already. So you can focus on the cause of Christ. Somebody say amen. Matthew 16. Thank you, Pastor Phil. Matthew 16. Part of, part of our, our privileges in Christ, which have been considered one of the main privileges, is the privilege of sharing in his suffering. So sharing in his suffering. Romans 8 again. Start from Romans. Go to Romans 8. I said Matthew 16, yes. But put Romans 8 on the projector. Romans 8 from verse 17. Romans 8 from verse 16. Verse 16. 16. 16. It says the spirit itself himself does what? Bears witness of our spirit that we are what? Children of God. Verse 17. And if children, then what? Heirs. Heirs of God and what? We said during the teaching on Sunday that we are the only kingdom whose king and the citizens have equal rights. You hear what I just said? The only kingdom where the king and the citizens have equal rights. We share everything he has and he is. Bible says we are joint heirs of God, as joint heirs with Christ. Hear what he said next, because we are heirs of God. If indeed we enjoy, look at the word that I've been heir. You know when you say, when you say air, please don't hair, don't say hair. Say air. Practice, say air. Yeah, air. That was Dr. Talbot, Dr. Daniel's course. Air. Listen. Air God, joint heirs with who? Christ. We share everything he has and is. Now, what it says? The next thing he says after being an heir and joint heir, he suffer. How does suffering come into being an heir? If we suffer with him, we shall what? Reign together with him. Somebody say amen. amen. We are called alongside Jesus to share his sufferings. What is that? What are we sharing? What does that mean? Is to carry his cross along with him. Somebody say amen. amen. So let's look at Matthew 16. Let's look at Matthew 16 from verse 13. Popular scripture. Matthew 16 from verse 13. When Jesus came into the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked the disciples, saying, Who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? Some say, some, so they said, some say John the Baptist, some say what? Others said what? Or one of the... But, and he said to them, Who do you say that I am? Now, do you know why they called all those names? Because they thought Jesus was just a prophet. And listen, why they call him a prophet is because, listen, there's no miracle that Jesus did that had not been done before. So what distinguished Jesus as the son of God, as the Christ, was not the miracles he did. Any miracle Jesus did, Elisha did. You're not following what I'm trying to say to you. Any miracle Jesus did, Elijah did. Most, I mean, Jesus was just repeating the miracles in the Old Testament. When he multiplied fish and bread, Elijah, or one of them, Elisha or Elisha did it. When he, turned, when he turned water to wine, Elisha turned bitter water to sweet water. Anything Jesus did as a miracle had been done before. So when he was doing miracles, oh, one of the prophets, even after he had died and resurrected, on the way to Emmaus, one of them said, a great prophet. 
Because in their mind, he was a prophet. Then he asked them, but who do you say that I, the son of man, am? And then Peter said the, 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 the words, the glorious words, they thou at what? You are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus said, blessed are, say, blessed are thou, Simon bad Jonah, for flesh and blood has not what? Received it to you. But my father's in heaven. And I also say to you, you are what? Peter. Do you know that what was going on here was that it was the fulfillment of prophecy. Jesus told him that he shall be. When he first met Jesus, you shall be Peter. You shall be. But now by revelation of the Christ, he said you are. You are not following me. It was a prophecy for Peter that he shall be. You shall so you, you, you no longer be called Simon, but Cephas. Huh? When he first met Jesus. Now, now, by the revelation of Christ, he said, You are. What does that mean? When you come into the Christ revelation, you come into the fullness or the fulfillment of all of God's promises. All. Being in Christ, say being in Christ, is the fulfillment of all of God's promises. Finish. But hear the story. You are Peter. He says, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my father, why did Jesus say this? Why did he say this? Because what, what distinguished Jesus as the Christ and the Son of God was that he died and he rose again. Now, he had not died. He had not risen again. Romans 1, 4. Show me Romans 1, 4. Romans 1, verse 4. 2024 is the year of scriptures. You hear what I said? It's the year of what? The scriptures. Stay in the scripture. It's the voice of God. The voice of God is what? The scripture. Don't exalt prophets above scripture. Say, God told me, God said, I saw, you know that one, that one was funny one that funny to me. I, I saw a revelation. I saw, you don't see anything. Read the scriptures. That's God's revelation to you. It's not spirituality to see a, a revelation that's contrary to scripture. So I saw a revelation. I saw you. I saw, let me not see you. Let me, let me see Charles. I saw a revelation. I, I saw you near coughing. You didn't enter, but you were standing here. Which, how? Don't you, don't you know that you are dead already? And Christ is your life. I saw you near coughing. So, for me to live is Christ. And die is gain. All those prophecies doesn't mean anything. So I, see, I see you. You were standing near coughing. Eh? If I die, they could not be heaven. Why, why, why distract you? You never say what that thing will do to you. You will not be distracted from the cause of Christ. You will not be running for prayer to post for prayer. For prayer. For prayer. The thing that you are called to do, you won't do. The voice of God to us is what? The scriptures. Let anything anybody says to you be consistent with what God has said about you already in the scriptures. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? Any other thing other than this is different from what the Archbishop Benson Daosa stood for. If you are practicing any other thing other than what I just said now, you are deviated from the ministry of Archbishop Benson Daosa. Look at the Bible. So what distinguished Christ as the Son of God was that he did what? Show me Romans 1.4. He died and he did what? He rose again. No prophet died for us. No prophet was, would die to be our savior. Only Jesus Christ died, 
and he rose again. Look at what Romans 1 verse 4. And declared to be what? With power, according to what? By the resurrection from the dead. What distinguished Jesus as the Son of God, as the Christ, was that he did what? He died for my sins and what did he do? He rose again. Somebody say amen. So Jesus said to Peter, Peter, you cannot know this by yourself because it has not yet happened. Only the Father revealed this to you. Somebody say amen. Now, Jesus, when, when Peter said those words, Jesus now said, upon this rock, upon the revelation of me as the Christ, who died and rose again, is the church built. What does that mean? It's the, which, and we call that the gospel. So the church is built by the gospel. As people hear the gospel and they believe the gospel, they become like stones added to the building. Christ is the living stone. We also, as lovely stones, are being built up. Are being built up into in God's house. So Christ is the chief cornerstone. Those who first believe the apostles and prophets are the foundation. We too, when we hear the gospel, we are added on as stones in the building. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? That's why it was Peter who wrote about this in his epistle. That Christ, we have, we have come unto him as unto a living stone. We also, as living stones, have been built up. Somebody say amen. So first of all, I don't this to you, but my father is in heaven. I said, upon this rock, upon this understanding, upon the gospel, upon the preaching of the gospel, by the preaching of the gospel, I will build my church. And the gates of hell shall not what? I like what he said that is my church. Look at someone say nobody owns the church. Look at someone say nobody owns the church. Nobody. Nobody. Papa doesn't own the church. Mama doesn't own the church. I don't own the church. Nobody owns the church. The church belongs to who? Jesus Christ. Is his body? Is his bride? It is God's house. It is God's field. Every worker in the field is simply a worker. Paul said, I am Paul. I and Apollos are workers in the field. There's nothing about us. The only person important is God who makes it grow. The planting does not make it grow. The watching doesn't make it grow. It is God who makes it grow. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? So glory goes only to God, not to the planter or the waterer, but to God who makes all things grow. Because the field is God's. The building is God's. The body is Christ. The bride is Christ's. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Nobody owns a church. Nobody. Somebody say amen. Look at this. Hear what it says. And when you have this understanding, your devotion comes to Christ, not to people. You will not do things for eye service. You won't do things for eye service. You won't do things so that mama will look at you and say, hey, no, 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 no. When your devotion is to Christ, you do things whether they look at you or not. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? I'm expanding my talk because I have my people here from other parts of the world. So, Miracle Center members are wondering, why is Bishop adding this part? Because I have my other people here. Somebody say amen. amen. Glory to God. Look at this. 
Look at this. He says, and I will give you what? The keys, say the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatsoever you shall what? Bind on earth shall be. And whatever you lose on earth shall be what? What was Jesus saying here? He wasn't saying that about authority and power. He was simply saying with the keys, you admit men or women to the kingdom. With the keys of the kingdom, which is the gospel, which is the message of the gospel, men and women get admission. The doors are open to them. That's why in Matthew also, when Jesus was speaking about when a brother offends you, and you go meet the brother, and he, um, he, he doesn't accept, take another brother, he doesn't accept, take the church, he doesn't accept, treat him as an unbeliever. For whatever you bind on earth, is bound. What was he saying? He was simply using that statement to say, we open the door or close it to people to gain entrance into the kingdom. Let me make sense to you. So when he said, I give you the keys of the kingdom, he was saying, by the preaching of the gospel, you will open the door. That's why it was Peter on the day of Pentecost that preached, that gave the Jews admission. Same Peter who had the keys was one that preached to the Gentiles in the house of Cornelius that opened the doors for the Gentiles to come in. Am I making sense to anybody here? So the keys of the kingdom is the message of the gospel. Say so the keys of the kingdom is the message of the gospel. Now I'm, I'm building a case. You see, I was going to get there. Verse 20. Then he commanded his disciples that they should tell no one that it was Jesus the Christ. Because it has not yet happened. That not died, that resurrected. Verse 21. See what it says. From that time Jesus began to show to his disciples... I like King James here. He said plainly. Does King James say plainly or NLT? Aha, NLT. From then on, Jesus began to tell the disciples what? Plainly. He removed all the parables. He began to speak straight that it was necessary for him to go to where? That he would suffer many terrible things at the hands of the elders, the leading priests, and teachers of religious law, he will be killed. But on the third day, he will what? Be raised from the dead. Hallelujah. We have to tell them, this is what I mean by keys of the kingdom, what I mean by upon this rock, what I mean by, I'm simply telling you what it means. I will die, I will rise again, and all who believe in me, believe in what I have done, we find salvation. Somebody say hallelujah. Now, continue. See something that happened next. 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 Aha, Obasabi. Then Peter took him. Ah, and began to rebuke him, saying, Be it far from thee, Lord. It shall not be unto you. Positive confession. It's not your portion. It's not your portion. Some of the talk the thing we can't do. It's not your portion. See what Jesus said to Peter. See response. Next verse. Ha! But he turned to turned and said to Peter, get thee behind me, Satan, adversary. Now, I didn't say Peter was devil. Satan then means you are an enemy to me right now. You are an opponent to me. You are an adversary to me. You, you want to carry me going where I don't know. <laughs> you did what I just said. Listen, it's important that in 2024, people that are not going where you are going cannot be your friend. 
People don't share your doctrinal persuasions. You can't be close friends. At best, be acquaintances. People, in the time you say, for church commission, now lay Bible in the teach, they're not they pray. Don't follow them. No, people that say church commission, they're not they see. Don't see. Stay with what we have shown you. Christ is enough. At least I was not a child when Agbushabi, the host, spoke those words in Faith Arena in 1998. He said, I've preached for 40 years. I've added nothing to Christ. I've added nothing to Christ. He said, what? He said, he said you cannot improve on redemption. He said, what Jesus has done, you can't add anything to it. Some people don't know, say, not, not be today, I come on. This is the church I entered in 1986 as a nine-year-old boy. As my first time, as a first-time member of CGM, this church. Today, I'm the bishop. Yeah. From here, we follow Papa to Faith Arena. I was there with him for years till I was, I was brought here. So, we, so my formative years, we heard everything. I fly window into Faith Arena for dedication service. There was no space in the hall. As a child, I used, I climbed window, enter. I must be in the hall at the dedication of Faith Arena. I'm, t- I'm, I'm telling you something. So when we speak like this, we're speaking with so much authority because we're echoing what the founder said. Somebody say amen. It's what we're saying. It's not new. It's not new message. It's what had been said that we are redigging the wells of our fathers. Somebody say amen. Look at the Bible. Look at the Bible. He says, get it behind me, Satan. For you are an offense to me. Huh? Hear what Jesus, look at those words. For you are, go back to my King James. <laughs> For you are not mindful of the things of God. But what? Now with the talks this morning, seeking the things of Christ. Peter meant well, Pastor Joshua, meant well. But Peter was not seeking the things of Christ. It's not every church you attend this year. It's not every program you attend this year. It's not every preacher you listen to this year. The preachers you listen to this year are preachers that are seeking the things of Christ. Anybody not seeking things of Christ is an opponent to you, no matter how nice they appear. I hope you see Peter was being nice, but he was actually an opponent to Christ. They're not the usual chop poison. You can't say because I like that. This is Reverend Editor. He's my father. He's my father. Not, <laughs> I'm not joking. He, he, was, he was my neighbor as a child. When I was going to go to Joss in 1988, 88, 87, my mom said, Do you want to let me go? So she said, They have money to let me, to give me, so I won't go. She was afraid of me going to Joss. For boys brigade camp. So his son, my friend Patrick, he said, Just tell my dad. Tell my dad. My dad will give you the money. So I walked up to him. He said, Daddy, good, good evening, sir. Can you give me, can you give me money to go to jobs? Can you pay for my job? Then just one dead naira. He said, I will pay. I will pay. <laughs> and that's how I went for that brig- that boys' brigade camp meeting. Somebody say amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. So listen to me. For the fact that somebody likes you as I like you or you like me, if I see you in the hospital with stethoscope and coat and we enter the hospital they say, let's welcome, uh, let's receive Dr. Edita to treat you. I know, go wait. 
Because I know you. You, you, you fix wire. You repair, you, you repair phone. You fix internet. Not, not a doctor. I'm not going to say, oh, I like you. Just do me. How? I like you not there. Don't use, I like you, eat poison next year. Peter was being nice to Jesus. And let me tell you something, when Satan wants to do you, he comes with niceness. Have you read your, did you read your Bible? He said, he said for, for Satan parades himself as an angel of light. Devil does not come with horn and beat it. Give me that devil sound. That angel. No, the angelic angelic sound that and that devil that be devil sound when devil will come to you that's what you do the music will be quiet you will dress in white if you don't know you think it's Jesus Christ stop I told you before in church a preacher his wife had a vision the description of the person looked exactly like Christ. She had bowed down to worship. The thing even said, I am Jesus. And she bowed down. And then the thing said, I will die for you. She got up. Jesus died for me. And she rebuilt that thing. Immediately, he turned to a demon. What if she didn't know scripture? That would have been appearing to her every night. Telling her things. And she would think it's Jesus Christ appearing to her. I just God beg you. I taught, we have taught in our church here. Revelation 13. Revelation 13. The beast, the beast looked like a lamb. When the beast appeared, he appeared like a beast. He appeared like a lamb. But when he spoke, he spoke like a dragon. Dragon is devil. Lamb is Jesus. That was the beast. So, in appearance, he looked like Jesus. But when he opened his mouth, this is the devil. If you don't know scripture, how will you know it is devil? Peter was trying to be nice. That's why we must be careful of all this soft, soft Christianity. This, uh, I won't call it soft. Soft is not the word for it. It's soft the word for it. This socially acceptable, bloodless, crossless, just be a nice person. If you are good, is enough. You don't get what I'm trying to say? This Christianity that is just, I'm good, I'm good is okay now. If I'm good, wait till remain. Not be good with the talk. The cross. I said, the cross. Say, Peter, you don't mind, you're not seeking the things of Christ. The things of God. But you're mindful what does that mean? It means, Pastor Tip, as a miracle, that the things of Christ, the things of God, is the cross of Jesus Christ. What defines the things of God, the things of Christ, is the cross of Jesus. That's why he came. He didn't come to become king of the Jews. He didn't come to become a star of the Jews. He came to become the savior of the world. And to save the world, he must die on the cross. Consider a cost of God to save us from the, from, from the clutch of sin and death. Somebody say amen. amen. Look at the Bible. Look at the Bible. He 
then said, verse 20, 20, 24. That's the question I'm going. 24. Look at it. Then Jesus said to his disciples, in the light of that conversation between him and Peter, so he said to his disciples, if anyone desires to come after me, let him do what? Deny, stop paying attention to the things of himself. But carry what? His cross. Say his cross. Now, his cross, it, it doesn't mean a personal cross. The cross that meant carry my cross. Share my mess. Share my cross. The cross was a, was a shameful kind of death. Romans crucified criminals. It was the worst kind of death anybody could die. Am I making sense to anybody? That's why to the Greeks, it was foolishness. How can you say the one that will save us, the one whom will save us from God's wrath, died as a criminal? That is rubbish. To the Jews, it was stupidity, it was weak, it was weakness. How can you say the Savior is the one cost of God? Because anyone that dies on the tree is considered cost of God. So how can you be preaching that the one cost of God is my Savior? How can you be preaching that a common criminal that died by the hands of the Romans is my Savior? Well, the Bible says God decided by the foolishness of that preaching for man to be saved. Somebody say amen. amen. He said, show me that scripture again. He said, let him deny himself and do what? Carry his cross and do what? Follow me. Whoever desires to save his life will lose it. Whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. What profit does it? What was any profit a man against the whole world and what? Loses his soul. What's a man giving exchange for his soul? Show me that scripture in TPT, verse 24. TPT. What? Let's read loud. One, two, go, everybody. If you truly want to follow me, you should at once completely reject and disown your own life. And you must be willing to share my cross and experience it as your own as you continually surrender to so let's not disconnect this, this statement from Peter's, from Peter's conversation. Peter told him, I spoke to him about not dying by the cross. He said, no, get behind me, Satan. For you mind not the things of God, but the things of men. He now said to everybody, if you will follow me, you must carry this cross with me. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? Now, we didn't say go and carry, go and make cross for yourself. Huh? It simply means share in the message of the cross. People like Paul shared in this message. They shared in this suffering because for the for the preaching of the cross was Paul beaten many times. Was Paul was Paul almost said they're not crucified Paul. If <laughs> they beat him as they beat Jesus five times, they beat him with rods, with whips. Thirty-nine times he was beaten. She pressed often. Why? For the cause of Christ. For the preaching of the cross. Somebody say Amen. The gospel is the cross. I said the gospel is the cross. We preach the cross. We sing the cross. We dance about the cross. We pray with the cross at the center. Am I making sense to you pray about it? The cross of Jesus is the matter. The cross of Jesus is the focus of everything we're doing. Somebody say amen. When mama says focus on Christ, what she means is focus on the cross of Christ. Not a picture of Jesus in your room. 
I'll be looking at one preacher, I'm focusing on Christ. No, it's the learning of the cross of Christ. It's the learning of the cross of Christ. And that's what the Lord is calling us into. That we should come to a place where the cross of Jesus is what matters to us as it matters to Christ. Somebody say amen. Second Timothy 1. Second Timothy 1. Second Timothy 1. Someone say the cross. The cross is the gospel. The cross of Jesus Christ. The message of the cross is the gospel. Let me show that to you first of all. Plainly before I enter Second Timothy 1. Go to... Go to 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 1, 17 and 18. 1 Corinthians 1, 17 and 18. Ah? Let's read loud. Want to go? For Christ sent me not to what? Is baptism a bad thing? You see how sometimes even good things can be distracted. You know what I just said? Even good things can be what? Distracted. Imagine Paul doing a conference on baptism. Baptism, baptizo conference. Huh? Is baptism a bad thing? But you see, Paul said, the, he didn't send me to baptize, but to what? Preach. That's why, Church of God vision, our motto is what? Say, say it loud. Our what? What does supreme mean? Supreme means there are other tasks. There are other tasks. There's the prayer task. There's the music task. There's the choir task. There's the church building task. There's the hospital task. There's the word of faith task. But when you come to the priority of our tasks, what must be number one? Because that's the only way men are saved. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? If that's a pick it, clap, follow and clap. That's a doubt are picking. Biological. So we are all our spiritual, but this one. Born. Somebody say amen. Look what the Bible says. Not about ties, but to preach the gospel. Show me. Not with wisdom of words, lest the cross of Christ should be made what? Next verse, 18, 18. For the preaching of what? So you see, the gospel, the preaching of the gospel is the preaching of what? The cross. So the preaching of the gospel is the preaching of the cross. So the preaching of the gospel, the preaching, go back there, First Corinthians 1. So we see that the preaching of the gospel is what? The preaching of what? The cross. Second Timothy 1. Second Timothy 1. The things that matter to Christ. Second Timothy 1. Hallelujah. So our first, we have seen from scripture that first of all the things that matter to Christ primarily is the gospel is the salvation of mankind, which is by the preaching of what? The gospel. So we say the things that matter to Christ, we are saying to you, number one, is that he wants all men to be saved. And how will men be saved? 
but by what? The preaching of the gospel. Tap someone say, preach the gospel. So in 2024, when we say we are seeking the things of Christ, preaching the gospel is priority for us. 2 Timothy 1 from verse 7, go there. 2 Timothy 1 from verse 7. For God has not given us what? The spirit of fear, but of what? Power, and of what? And of what? A sound mind. Next verse. Next verse. That's the thing for school of wisdom next year. Power, love, and sound mind. Say, be not doubt, therefore, what? Ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me, his prisoner. Don't be ashamed. Don't be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, his prisoner. But be thou what? A partaker of the afflictions of the gospel according to what? The power of God. Seeking the things of Christ. Say, be not ashamed. Join me to suffer in the afflictions, in the preaching of the gospel. Join me, he says. Don't be intimidated. Don't be ashamed of me. Don't be ashamed of the cause of Christ. It matters to Christ. It matters to you. You're not what I'm trying to say to you this morning. See what he said next. Verse 9. Verse 8, sorry. Go to verse 8. Now verse 9. Who hath what? What has he done? And then what did he do next? He called us. With the holy calling, not according to what? Our works. But according to his own purpose and grace, which was given us in who? Christ Jesus. When was he given? When was he given? When was he given? Show me in the New King James. New King James. When was he given? Before time began. Before time began. So before time began, God gave us this grace by Christ. Now look at the next verse. See what Jesus came to do. Verse 10. But now has been what? Revealed. By who? By the appearing of our Savior, Jesus Christ, who hath abolished death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. So hear what Paul is saying. God, before time, God, before time began, did his work of redemption. For Christ, the Lamb slain since the foundation of the world. May make sense to you. That God's redemptive plan was ordained for our glory before time began. It's not when time started that God began to think of our redemption. Our redemption preceded creation. That's what I'm trying to say to you. Adam's sin did not make God react by redemption. Redemption was already in place before Adam sinned. And this was saying it there before time began. And we said, we said the reason for this is this, that in redemption, God planned to raise sons unto glory. Sons that will look like Christ. Sons that will look like Christ. Human beings that will be like Christ to him. So he made Adam because of that purpose. Am I making sense to anybody here? That's written in Romans 8. For whom he foreknew, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son. So Christ has always been God's eternal plan. You know what I'm trying to say to you? Christ is the image of God. Adam was made in the image of God. 2 Corinthians 4 verse 4. Christ is the image of God. Adam was made 
in the image. God made Adam with Christ in view. With Christ in mind. Am I making sense to you? But hear what Paul said. God did his work before time began. Then Jesus came in time. He came in time to do what? To reveal, say reveal, what God had already done before time. But you see, for the fact that Jesus revealed it before in time is not also enough. Look at the next thing he says. Who, go back to um, first Tim, Second Timothy. Next verse 10 now. Who has brought life and immortality to light how? Through the gospel. Look at the next verse. Here what Paul said. To which I was appointed a preacher, an apostle, and what? A teacher of the Gentiles. So what God did before time that Jesus revealed when he came to the earth by his death and resurrection, somebody has to talk about it. Until it is spoken of in the gospel, what God had done that Jesus came to do by his death and resurrection is of no value. I don't know what I'm trying to say to you. God, oh God, be God now. God. God did his part before time. Huh? Gave to Jesus. Jesus comes up. This elder, Reverend Elder. Jesus came, did his own part. So this is God. Who gave, who saved the world before time began? For Adam was created. Before, before the world was created, he saved the world by Son Jesus Christ. Now Jesus appears in time to reveal what God had already done. Now, what Jesus did for it to have value, for what God did to have value, for what Jesus has done to have value, it must be spoken about. And what that speaking of it is the preaching of the gospel. So, be, apostle, come. You are the believer now. You are the apostle now. It's, I like your green cap. Stand man. So you see, so God did before time. Then gave to Jesus. He did it. He died on the cross. He rose again. Jesus said, now what I've done is your turn now to tell the world what I have done until she tells the world what Jesus did that God did is of no Seeking the things of Christ mean that you are committed to the announcing of what Christ did. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? This is why you have eternal life. This is why you are redeemed. This is why you are saved. This is why you are a new, cre- you are a new creation for this purpose. You are a new creation for this singular purpose. Satan is defeated because of this matter. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? Everything he accomplished on the cross is so that you and I can tell the world what he did. Seeking the things that matter to Christ. Somebody say amen. amen. So priority of the things that matter to Christ is what? The preaching of the gospel. As a church, as a people, we must be committed. Say committed. To the preaching of the gospel. It's not just for the bishops or the pastor. Everybody has been given the ministry of reconciliation. For God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself, not counting out the sins against them, but has committed to us the message. Show me in the, in the NLT. 2 Corinthians 5, 17-19. 2 Corinthians 5. Oh, oh. 
Show me in the NLT. Huh? Start from verse 18. Verse 18. And all of this is a gift from God. What is a gift from God? Verse 17. Go to verse 17. What is a gift from God? This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become what? A new person. Hallelujah. The old life is what? A new life has what? Oh, next verse, next verse, next verse. Next verse. And all of this is what? A gift from God who brought us back to himself through who? And God has given us this task. Given us this task of what? Reconciling people to him. And what did he tell us to say? Verse 19, verse 19. For God was in Christ. Incarnation. Reconciling the world to himself. Read the next thing with, with joy. Read the next thing with joy. No longer counting people's sins against them. Rejoice in this house. Even though your sins are no longer counted against you, make a joyful noise now. Glory to God. No longer counted against us. Look at what it says. Why? Next verse. And he gave us, go back. And he gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation. Next verse. Next verse. So we are Christ's ambassadors. God making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead. Come back to God. Verse 21. I love 21. I love 21. For God made Christ who never sinned to be the offering for our sin. That we could be made right with God through Christ. Show me the in TLB. If you don't rejoice here, I think that you have spiritual problem. Show me TLB. TLB. Oh, let's read loud together. For God took the sinless Christ and poured into him our sins. And then in exchange, he poured God's goodness into us. Somebody rejoice today. Hallelujah. This is the wonderful message. Show me TLB verse 19 again. TLB verse 19. Show me TLB verse 19. Let's read this together. I want to go. For God was in Christ, restoring the world to himself. No longer counting men's sins against them, but blotting them out. This is the wonderful message he has given us to tell all of us. Hallelujah! Show me Romans 4. Romans 4, 6 to 8. NLT or TLB. Romans 4, 6 to 8. NLT and TLB. Romans 4, 6 to 8. NLT and TLB. Oh, glory to God. Let's start with NLT first. NLT. Romans 4, verse 6. David also spoke of this. Stick with, stay with one. Let's do one first. David also spoke of this when he described the happiness of those who are declared righteous without working for it. Verse 7. Verse 7. Verse 7. Oh, what joy for those whose disobedience is forgiven. Whose sins are put out of sight? Verse 8. Verse 8. Verse 8. Yes! What joy for those whose record the Lord has cleared off! Hallelujah! TLB. 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 Psalm verse 6 again. King David spoke of the describing the happiness of an undeserving sinner. Who is declared not guilty by God? He not just said the man not be sinner. The man a sinner. 
But new evidence has come forth. New evidence has come forth. New evidence has come forth. Jesus died on that cross. And he died for what the man did. Glory. Oh. Who is declared not guilty by God. Verse 7. Verse 7. Verse 7. Verse 7. Blessed to be envied. He said are those whose sins are forgiven. And put out of sight. Verse 8. Verse 8. Verse 8. Yes. Yes. What joy is there is for anyone whose sins are no longer counted against him by the Lord. I don't know why you are sitting down. Rejoice in this hour. Glory. 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 Listen. This is the message. Look at me. Stop committing sin is not the message. Because no man by himself can stop committing sin. Tell them of the forgiveness of God. That's what brings them to God. Who now works on their heart by himself to stop them from sinning. Pastor Ngozi, you are evil woman. You married a Yoruba man, but you are a woman. Pastor Ngozi, there is no amount of advice that will change you from Igbo woman to American woman. There is no amount of punishment or beating that will change you. Even if I threaten you that if you are Igbo by the time I come back tomorrow, you are finished. You can't change. Don't threaten sinners. Show them what Christ did. The message he gave you to tell them is that their sins have been removed from the sight. What does that mean? That is the invitation to come. When they now come to him, he now does the work of regeneration, of transformation, of removing the taste, the taste for sin. I was saying in church on Sunday, on Christmas Day, one of the things that God has done for me, which is in, which we see in Christ Jesus, is that it is God who removes the taste for sin. Paul wrote in Galatians 6.14, he said, God forbid, God forbid, I boast in anything saving the cross of Jesus. By that cross, the world is crucified to me and I to the world. Look at the Bible. Man never boast. So I tell you, church on Sunday, on Monday, you cannot hear that Bishop Wale stole Stash and Banga. I didn't say Stacho. Stash. No, Stash is not correct. It's Stash. Stash and Banga. You can't hear. Why? Because Stash and Banga, I have no attraction for it at all. You can't hear that I stole Stash and Banga. You can't hear it. See the teachers are back and ambition being nah stash stash. I can't look, look at people eating it. But try me with a Bavarian stew with with cooked egg, where the egg don't soak the stew. My God, with hot white rice, Father Lord, with big big crayfish. Let me like this. 
you can suspect me that uh, women, I don't want you to know, I don't announce her now. I expect cooler. Women in church, I don't announce her now. Where's mama, 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 uh, I'm talking to you, we start. <laughs> Why? No attraction to it. That's what Jesus does in our hearts. He removes the desire and the taste for sin. Only Jesus can do it. No determination can do it. No power can do it. That's why the man must come to Jesus. And man of God, what brings him to Jesus is that his sins are forgiven. We must be committed to this message. So look at me. We are not committed to just go standing on the road holding tracts. And what is in the tract is worse than religion. Let me say it again. Our commitment is not to carry tract to the road. And what is inside your tract does not suggest what Christ has done. That is waste of time. It's not about going to carry megaphone to a new bini and be shouting. And what you are shouting is making men more devil than they were. What we are speaking about is a particular message about the forgiveness of sins that was received or wrought by the sacrifice of his son. My wife asked me that golden question again. I asked the whole world. Who kills his son to save his enemies? His only son. Who kill, how do you kill your son to save your enemy? Is you, on the only way to save your enemy is that you should kill your only son. That's what God did. Reverend Charles. He took his only son and killed him to save enemies. My wife asked me, Wale, who is supposed to fear? Is he the man who can kill his enemies? Or the man who killed his son to save his enemies? And then you think that there's salvation any other way. No, you think that there's salvation any other way. When the man killed his son to save you, you now say, I don't need you. I don't need I don't I don't need it. I'm good by myself. My, my good works can save me. Read your Bible. Read your Bible. Ephesians 5:1. The sacrifice of Jesus came as a sweet aroma. Mm. But say so your righteousness is the opposite. It's a filthy rag. It's the one way they use leprosy, sauté tie. We're going to pray. We just because our commitment to the gospels are three levels. We preach it, say we preach it. We pray and we give. Yes. So when we say the things of Christ, the gospel, is that three levels of commitment. We preach. We pray. Second Timothy, First Timothy two. He wants all men to be saved. Such praying is good. Who wants all men to be saved? So we pray for the salvation of men. If you're a member of this church, you will know our prayers, most of the time, is intercessory. We pray, take the names of people who are not saved, and we put them before God in prayer to save people. Our neighbors, our friends, our cousins, family who are not saved, their names are brought out, and we are praying. Those who know who come here, you will tell you. In January, our prayer has nothing to do with us at all. We don't God give me. 
God, give me. Make me rich this year. Don't let me die this year. How who won't kill you? Who won't kill you? Check out those who come to church here, what our prayer point is about every January. As we pray, even in the first three days of the month, it's souls. It's souls. It's souls. It's souls. It's souls. It's souls. Souls of men, family members, neighbors, uncles, aunties who are not saved. Souls. We pray. And then we give for the gospel. I said, we give for the gospel, daddy. We give. We can't pay for our salvation. It's funny when people think that you are doing thanksgiving, you now bring 20 million or 30,000. Say, God, I came to thank. Can you pay? Romans 11.35. Romans 11.35. Show me. TLV. Romans 11.35. Say, what can you give to God to induce him to act? Show me. Romans 11.35. TLB. Romans 11.35. TLB. Let's read loud. One to go. And who could ever offer to the Lord enough to induce him to act? You see, you won't give up. Say, God, by this 50 million now, I provoke you. You're not serious. But when you give, that others should hear the gospel like you and be saved, God will multiply your seed soul. So in our church, that's how we, that's the training to give. We are not giving because God is an investment bank. We give so that all that's why I'm not heard the gospel. We hear the gospel. Somebody say amen. amen. 2023, 2024, we are seeking the things of Christ. And paramount, very important, is the salvation of all men by the preaching of the gospel. Every group represented here, every group represented here, from social, social and, and SOC to prayer band to missions to youth to CFI to Agape Force, everybody. We have only one assignment. Say one. All programs, all programs next year have one goal. One, one. one. Even when you are doing prayer conference, it's an intercessory prayer conference for the souls of men. Put comes up. Put the map of the world. Put it out. Nations that have not been reached for the gospel. Let's start beginning to train our people to pray. Look at all these flags. They have many. Every Sunday if you come here, we pick one nation to pray for. Angola, Afghanistan, Indonesia. We are praying for the salvation. And God is answering the prayer. Last, earlier this year, I had the chance to preach to Pakistan, Burma, Myanmar, different nations from my laptop. On my laptop, the world needs salvation, and God needs us to pray. So our prayer meeting from next year will not be filled with our needs. God protect us. God don't kill us. Don't let us die. Let our children born. It's good. They will be born. They will be born. They will marry. Leave those ones alone. They will marry. They will be born. Let us focus on souls. Let's pray. Let's ask God. Send people to them. Give them encounters of the soul kind. Give them encounters of the Nebuchadnezzar kind. Let them come to know Christ. Send their house girls, their house boys to preach the gospel to them. Everybody. Agape Force. Souls. CFI. Souls. CYF. Souls. Everybody. 
Miracle center. Miracle center. That's what this is about. That's what Jesus died. He didn't die to give us all. He didn't die for big all. He didn't die, he didn't die for... He, didn't, he died that men be saved. Lift your hands towards heaven. And thank God for the refocusing. 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 In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we prayed. Please be seated. Are you ready to pray? Are you ready to pray? Oh, the preaching of the gospel giving to the gospel, praying for the gospel to advance as what is what matters to Christ. Right? What matters to Christ, number one. Today we have, there's more, but for today what we're dealing with, what matters to Christ is, number one, is the preaching of the gospel. Giving for the gospel. Praying for the gospel. Somebody say amen. I was sharing during Thanksgiving, when, how do we give for the gospel to spread? When we give to preachers of the gospel, when we give to missionaries, when we care for missionaries, that's how we spread the gospel. The gospel does not spread by itself. People spread it. Am I making sense to anybody? Paul said to them about the Philippians, I wish I had time to show that to you. He said, no other, I said, in the beginning of the gospel, no other church communicated with me like you concerning giving and what? Receive. It was by the, by the funding of the Philippian church that the gospel spread everywhere through Paul. Even the Corinthian church that Paul brought the gospel to, Paul said, I robbed other churches to serve you. The Corinthian church was not a giving church. But Paul received from the Philippian church to take the message of Christ to the Corinthians. Am I making sense to anybody here? When we give to gospel preachers, to missionary preachers, we are funding the gospel. When we give for crusades to be held, we are giving for the gospel. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? When we give a pastor a bike in the village, we are, we are, we are, we are, we are giving for the gospel. When we give a pastor in, in, in Niger the sound system, we are giving for the gospel. Somebody say amen. amen. In 2024, let there be some part of your commitment financially for the gospel. If you, know, if you don't know which church to give money to, give to us, Miracle Center. I promise you, your money will be used for the gospel. I promise you. I promise you that. We're going to ask the Lord to stir up the hearts of our members. We're representing not just Miracle Center here, but the whole ministry. Let's ask the Lord, stir up the hearts of our members towards the building of God's house, towards the preaching of the gospel. Let's ask the Lord again, like we prayed at the beginning, let's ask God now, not just for us, for the whole ministry, from the top to the least. Stretch, let there be a stirring 
of the heart of everyone for the preaching of the gospel. Begin to pray now in the name of Jesus for every bishop, every coordinator, every pastor, every leader, everyone. Let there be a stirring. 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 Let there be a stirring for the gospel. Let there be a stirring for the gospel. Let our heart be stirred. Let our heart be stirred. Let our heart be stirred. Set up our hearts with God for the preaching of the gospel. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Finally, we're going to pray. We're going to ask the Lord for accuracy. It's not enough to stand on the street and be talking. What are you saying? What are you saying? Look at me. Look at me. Look at the projector. Acts 18. Look at the projector, everybody. Acts 18. From 24. Acts 18 from verse 24. No, before you do 24, go to 19. Please bear with us. 19 verse 1. Acts 19 verse 1. Look at Bible. Look at Acts 19. Go to verse 1 first. And it came to pass that while Apollos was at Corinth, after he has done the damage. Paul having passed through the upper course came to where? Ephesus. And finding certain disciples. People who claim to be disciples. He saw them. And he asked them the most important question. Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? And he said to him, we have not so much as heard. Tell me this thing, Bini. How do I say it, Bini? With attitude. Uh, no, that's, that's too long. Talk, say, what are you to talk? What time? <laughs> what time? Who is Holy Ghost? Who is that? So Paul said, ah, have you heard about the Holy Ghost? Next verse. Next question. And he said, then, unto what baptism, unto what then were you baptized? What do you not hear? What preaching did you hear? And he said, oh, John's baptism. Okay. No wonder. So Paul now, from the next verse, look at verse 4, now properly explain the gospel to them. That John's message was not about John. John came to announce someone. And that person is who? Jesus Christ. That by his death and resurrection, man will be saved. And they heard the gospel and believed the gospel. And when they had heard this and were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus, Paul laid hands on them and they received what? The Holy Ghost. Question, who preached to them that all they heard was John's baptism? Go to Acts 18.24. Go to the previous chapter. Let's see who preached to them that all they knew was John's baptism. Look at verse 24. And a certain Jew named what? Apollos. Born where? Now, Alexandra is the most educated environment of that time. Like somebody today say he was born in Harvard, in Oxford. Am I making sense to you? With eloquence. Welcome, Pastor Taribo West, my brother. Come on, Pastor. <laughs> Come on, my Pastor. Have you Pastor Taribo West? Come on. Sit, sit, sit here. Sit here. <laughs> We're almost closing when you don't come. That's my friend. 
Somebody say amen. Look at the Bible. Apollos, Alexandra, eloquent, say eloquent. The man they speak of you boldly. The Bible says in the revelation of the ostrich mystery. So he's eloquent. His voice is very good. Huh? And mighty in what? So the man they quote. They quote Bible. Watch you came to Ephesus. Huh? Where Paul can't go after. So you see, he's the one that caused the problem. Next verse. This man was instructed in what? Ha-ha. So the thing where they talk, the way they do it, but I won't know God. He knew the way of the Lord. He knew how to do right. His way, he, ha- he didn't have a stain. His way was correct. Look at this. And being fervent in spirit, he has passion. He spake and taught diligently the things of the Lord. But the only problem was that he knew what? Only the baptism of John. He knew only what? The baptism of John. Problem, problem. Now remember he was eloquent. Mighty scriptures. Knew the way of the Lord. Taught, but he only knew John's baptism. What is John's baptism? John's baptism is behavior for salvation. John's baptism is if you have two coats, give one out for salvation. John's baptism is if you're a soldier, stop taking bribe. If you're a tax collector, stop doing this, stop doing that. That's what John knew, Luke 3. But look at the next verse. Look at the next verse. Look at the next verse. And he began to speak boldly. So in his ignorance, he was bold. In the synagogue, whom when Aquila and Priscilla heard, brother, not be so. They took him aside and expounded to him the way of God more perfectly. Show me the amplified version. Show me. More accurately. You see that? They took him at the way of God more definitely and what? Accurately. That salvation is only found in the death, in the burial, and in what? Not in man's behavior. So in 2024, our preaching must not be about man or about you. It must be about who? Christ. Telling people to stop doing bad does not save them. Say, stop doing bad though. Start doing good though. Telling people to join your church is not the gospel. Say, come to our church, come to our church, come to our church. Our church will not save anybody. Telling people to come with your pastor, we pray for them, it's not the gospel. The gospel is come to Christ. Come to Christ. See, evangelism must not be because you want to fill your hall. It's embarrassing. If the reason you go out for evangelism is to fill empty chairs in your hall, you're in problem. Because it won't last. It won't last. Because when the hall is filled, you will not go again. And you, can, you don't need the evangelist to fill all. You can fill all with anything. Anything. But our, what matters to Christ is not the feeling of a hall. What matters to Christ is that people be admitted to his kingdom. What's our prayer? God give us accuracy. Help us understand the gospel. So we can accurately preach it and not mislead people. 
Begin to pray now in the name of Jesus. That God will help us be accurate. That we will preach it as we ought to preach it. 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 Help us preach it as we ought to preach it. 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 Give us clarity. Give us understanding. Give us understanding of the gospel. Help us know what the gospel is. To preach effectively. Accurately. In the name of Jesus. Open our eyes of understanding, God. Help us know it clearly, deeply, thoroughly. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. The understanding of the gospel by these people, when Paul now preached to them, check your Bible. Bible says, in two years, all of Asia had the gospel. By men who understood the gospel, the gospel hits the whole continent in two years. Let me make sense to anybody. So as we keep teaching the gospel, emphasizing the gospel, men are inspired. Like Evan Joshua said, if your tail is lit up with fire, what lights you up is the gospel. But you don't know the gospel, you cannot preach it with excitement. I'm not making sense to anybody here. See, accuracy. Read your Bible. In, in, the space of, in the space of two years, all of Asia heard the gospel. The Colossian church understood the gospel clearly, thoroughly, deeply and became intimately acquainted with it. The effect of that was the Colossian church was a fruitful church. Somebody say amen. Paul said you are bearing, the gospel is bearing fruit everywhere. Just the way you are bearing fruit. Producing fruit in your lives as it does everywhere it is clearly understood. Somebody say amen. 2024 is a great year for us. What we have tried to do so yesterday and today and we'll continue tomorrow is the refocusing on what is important. And what is important is not your car, is not your house, is not your year of double victory, year of double favor, year of double increase, year of double power. That I've been telling you since that I'm not saying what is important to us now are the things that matter to who? To Christ. Because whatever we need has been given to us already. All things that pertain to life and godliness. If you want to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal Savior, say this prayer with me. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for Jesus, who I believe died on the cross for my sin. I confess you as Lord and Savior of my life. In Jesus' name, Amen. Move